Okay, we're we're recording now. Best okay. behavior while you're chugging on a Pepsi. Oh, I okay. Uh, uh oh. Well, there well, goes our sponsorships. <laughs> an unnamed brand that starts with the letter P and ends with that letter I. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mr. Pib. Wait, that's also copyrighted. Haps Blue Ribbon. That's <laughs> also Pib. copyrighted. Let's just name off a bunch of um, branded content. Adobe, <laughs> Pepsi, <laughs> Dell, Coca-Cola. HP, Apple. McDonald's. <laughs> I was trying to find different Burger branded King, things in the Whopper, room. Whopper, Big Mac. Furman, that, uh... Dell. Whopper, Whopper, Whopper. Uh, also, uh, for, for, for those of you guys... Have, have your way. way. All right, All right, we have go. we have Harley back again. We have him back again. Uh, we're also back on campus. So, are you really on. starting an episode with the BK? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. They should know that it's uh, it, we're, we get like some hockey news and we get some degeneracy because we literally have. Yeah. Like, why not? Four we gotta to replace. Talk about. We've been gone for two weeks for a reason because yeah. there's literally been nothing. This is just like it's an unfortunate part because it's just such a big lull in yeah. the season. For There's a problem with this paper here. Um, you see the thing that's <laughs> wrong? Uh, for our audio listeners, well, really all of you it's now. It's a piece of paper. It's a piece of paper with the wrong name on it. There's also no yeah, problem. contact Jade Solevsky if you want to join DSR. Stop yeah. name dropping on the show. No, not ver- not Harley. Do not do not email <laughs> the ra- the current radio president. Nah, you don't. No, it's fine. not. It's not Harley. I'm gonna send her an email asking if I can join radio. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. So, what do you want to start with, Nick? Because there have been like not many things to happen. Um. Do you want to start with the the thing or? No, nah, I think we should build up to it. All right. What thing? We will save we'll Eric save Carlson for last because it has to do with the city that we are currently in. Yeah. That sounds so, fun. Uh, do you want to talk about the lightning? Yes, let's start with that because okay. when you told me this, literally 30 minutes before the show, I um, my jaw almost hit the floor. <laughs> I felt sick to my stomach hearing this. Yeah, I mean... Horrid. Putrid. It is just... So, Brennan Hagel gets a new deal with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, he How old is he now? He's, you said 28 at the... He's 24. Oh, so he's actually pretty young. Yeah. So, he's We're being 24. On. He's 24 years old. He gets an... Eight year, six and a half million average annual value contract, and a no move clause kicks in in the 2026 2027 season. So, there is a way to get out of it, though. There, yes, there is a way to get out of it, but you have to do it rather quickly if the team is not looking good. And Brendan Hagel's not a bad player by any sense of the mean. Like, I'm not trying to say he's a bad player. He had. He had, he had a 64 point season last year in 81 games, so he had 60 he had 64 points, 30 goals in that season. So like it's not a terrible deal. I'm more focused on the term rather than the cap hit. I could definitely see that being a problem. Cuz I mean it ends when he's what 32. It ends when he's 32, but he's had Really, one full season of NHL experience. You hope he gets better. Um, I I just really don't know a whole lot to say about it. Like, 
I think it's one of those contracts that is very steep, but the Lightning and the Lightning have signed a couple of contracts that are really steep this offseason. Mm-hmm. Almost unheard of for the Lightning because the reason why they were so successful was because they signed a bunch of deals that were team-friendly. So you have this Brendan Hagel contract that got signed. The Steve Sorelli contract. Oh, the Anthony Sorelli one? The Sorelli one's not terrible. No, I think that one's going to be really bad by the end of it. You do? I really do. I think Because the best way you can describe it, Hagel's game, of the three big contracts they released, well, I guess you can count four. For, are we counting Nick Paul? Yeah, we can count it. Because of the term. Yeah. Of the big contracts that were signed, I mean, there was Hagel, Janot, Sorelli, and Nick Paul. Yeah. The only one that looks like it's going to age well through it, at least I think, will be Hagel. I think Hagel's has the potential to age well. Even if it's just the last year or two of it's bad? Yeah. That's still seven years of a good deal. Yeah. Six years of a good deal. Like... Versus, I think Nick Paul is going to be terrible halfway through. Like by year three, he's not going to be great. Yeah, I agree. I think it. The Brendan Hagel contract has the potential to be good or bad, but especially with Brendan Hagel's player type, like he's had one full NHL season so far. Well, good so thing it's kind of early. The stupid juice of giving it. Giant extension for Tanner Genovia because he so, only has two. He has two yeah. years left. So two years at two point six six five, which is a new deal that he signed in July of this year. Which I think we talked fine. about it. Which is fine. It's right okay, now. but Tanner Geno with his tenure with the Lightning in Not twenty good. games, he had one goal, three assists for four points. That was a minus six. And he's the kind of guy who's supposed to be like a really like yeah. solid defensive player. I mean, he had a good year in Nashville in 2021-22 with a 24-goal, 41-point effort, but it's just a lot of these contracts are too early to tell. Yeah. My alarm with the Hagel one is the term. My alarm with the Janot one is just how much money they're paying him. I just don't think it's that great of yeah. a contract yet. It has potential to be, but it's and not. And the worst part good. about it is... You saw on Cap Friendly. Look who's up after this season. Uh, oh, I I know a certain potential Hall of Famer in Steven Stamkos. Wow, it's hard to believe last he's year. up. It's hard to believe he's and up. They don't already. have the money to resign him. You yeah, look at he's all thirty three. They, they don't have the guys to res. They don't have the they don't have the cap to really resign him. Yeah, which I mean, the cup tax gets everyone like. Especially yeah. with Pittsburgh a couple of years ago, like it's really have, tough to maintain players. Yeah, they also signed big players to other. You know, we just talked about the offense. I mean, look at the defensive side. Yeah. I mean, well, we also forgot about you know Kucherov having an extension and point, but those are deserved. And Both then, like, point Mikhail and Kucherov are making nine and a half. Yeah, Mikhail Sergachev got a huge extension. That's deserved. But then you look at the next one that's on the defense. A certain Eric Cernak signed for eight years. Yeah, that what? one. That one I'm not so sure about. That's disgustingly dumb. I'm not so sure about the Chernak one. Like, Chernak's not a bad player, but f- their decor has some steep contracts. Like, Sergachev making more than Victor Hedman is kind of alarming. Mm-hmm. He has the top end skill, but I'm just kind of alarmed at how much money the Lightning are throwing out, especially with. 
some of the guys that like they could have gotten way below that value for them, but they just I guess they're trying to panic and keep people in house to and prevent right now, a rebuild. And because of that Hagel contract, they're now back over the cap. Not by much, but they're back over the cap again. Yeah, they're over the cap. Uh, including LTIR candidates, 73K. That's not much money to have to navigate around, but like. Yeah. It's going to be steep when you go to like the next few years of how to manage. Now, they're not leaf bad because you guys are still 3 million, 3 million over. You're the only other team who's like, when you when you look at all the LTIR stuff, is over the cap right yeah, now. Yeah, we're $3 million. Uh, I, uh, I hate saying this, but. Oof. I think we could possibly see a William Nylander trade quite soon. There is definitely a possibility for that. Because if you can get Nylander's six million off the books and get like one solid defenseman and a couple of picks, like that puts them right under. I think the Leafs like they have too much of a good thing right now. Like especially with their forward depth, like they got too much. Yeah. Too much star power. Like, you need to get some sandpaper in there because there comes a point where, like, if you have too many offensive forwards, like, there's only so much ice time you can have and there's so much possession time you can have. So if you don't have ice time or possession, like, you're going to have guys who are top-end skills that are just not going to put the points up because they simply can't. No. Uh, Oh, the other deal that was, like, Really surprising was um, Tom Wilson's. Oh, yeah. Tom Wilson got... Paid. He got a bag. Was it a smart decision to make? So, for anybody wondering, he got an eight-year deal. It was a seven-year seven deal. deal with a cap hit of six and a half million. Six and a half million. Why do you hurt me so, Washington? I don't even know where to start with this. Awful. Like, we know the trend. This reminds me of 2016's free agency class, where you can see a trend of physical forwards all needing new contracts, and they get these big money deals, but they end up not working. Tom Wilson is already showing signs of decline. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in his point total, but in his game's played total. He's getting injured a lot. Which is alarming. Like, it, you don't, for decline, you don't have to have, like, production drop. Your game's played, if they drop too far, like, you're only as useful as how much time you spend on the ice. Now, I will say this. <clears throat> um... How, quick question: How many games were there in uh, in twenty twenty season? Uh, it was like six. Twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. He no, played no, the full no. season. The twenty twenty twenty. Twenty 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 one was fifty six. Okay, so he missed like he, ten games there. Yeah. So really, the only year he got hurt was this one. Yeah. But I do understand what you mean in the sense of like. I mean, in twenty eighteen nineteen, he got hurt too. Yeah. Sixty three games. That's still not like horrible. Yeah. Like, that happens a little bit when you have a, you know, you have one season to injury. But, like, when you have a season where you basically miss, like, half of it. Like, it, like if you start getting in, like, I don't want to say, like, a, like, it starts happening more frequently. You, you know the kind of standard for it. Oh, yeah. Mark Stone kind of rings a bell with yeah. that. 
Uh, I think you could even maybe even put Sagan in that category. Sagan you can put in there, too. Like, or Pacioretty, who's now always hurt now. Yep. Like, my concern with Tom <clears throat> Wilson is he's a very physical forward, which means uh, when he gets to, like, his early to mid 30s it's not going to look all that great no and you're kind of this is the kind of concept where you're praying it's front loaded like you well not front loaded in terms of money but front loaded in terms of value well tom wilson's gonna get his money no matter what um i know that i'm just saying like i think the caps are banking on being good the next like bouncing back this season and being good the next two or three like three Three to four years, so when the contract does kick in, like yeah, it's it ugly, and when he hits his like 34, 35 seasons, they will hopefully either have a few playoff runs to their name or a cup. Well, which... I think the Caps window is honestly closed. Uh, that's what I because if you about. look at this, if you look at this roster, it's not great. TJ Oshie is very injury prone. Yep. Nicholas Backstrom had serious hip surgery. He barely played this last season. Yeah, I don't even know. Did he play? If he, he did, did, it was like a few games. Couple games. Ovechkin is thirty-seven years old. Anthony yeah. Mantha just hasn't worked out as a cap. Nope, and he's gone after the next season. Yep. Um, Strom's been Dylan Strom's been decent. Sonny oh, Milano has been so-so. He's been horrible. Nick Dowd is also so-so. He's whatever. Nicholas Abe Kubel was okay Their for offense his. Offense is not what really as much worries me because I think they have enough stuff to be fine. It's the defensive side, and you look at their and defense. And the goaltending. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Temper, please figure out what you're doing. Um, no, let's the, – yeah, the, you know, Kemper wasn't great, but I also can't fully blame him. He still put up a 900 save percentage with yeah. that defense. Have you seen how awful their defense is? And they were year? missing John Carlson for a long time. Gustafson halfway through the season. Yeah, I know. Look at their defense. Listen, listen to this defensive – like their top six. John Carlson, Nick Jensen, Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Martin Verhaeve, Verhaeve. Wait. Oh, Faravari. Faravari. I was like, where were you looking? I'm bad with names sometimes. Faravari. Uh, Joel Edmondson, Rasmus Sandin. That's putrid. Rasmus Sandin is a good get on that decor, but. Garbage. You got Sandin and Carlson. Favari was not good last year. No, Jensen was horrible last season. Oh yeah, no. And Carlson barely played, or did he? I Carlson didn't play that many games. Let me look it up. I'm gonna look on DB quickly. Eric Carlson played 40 games, and he had 29 points. So that's about normal for him. A little bit under normal mm. in terms of point production. Yeah. But I look at the Caps team, and I'm like. Can they make the playoffs? Yeah. And everybody kept saying the same thing after every year. Gee, I'm surprised Kuznetsov has not been traded. It's been the third year of that. I think it's coming very soon. Well, because the Caps are over the cap right now. I thought with LTIR they're under. Oh, no, they just are. They are 700,000 over, I think, a Kuznetsov. I don't know what the return for Kuznetsov is going to be. I don't know if they get a roster player. They might get, like, a second or a third-round pick. Maybe they get picks for it, but they might get a roster player. He's not bad, but he's not, like... The Caps need picks. You're not getting the Kuznetsov you are from 19 anymore. You're not getting that guy. He hasn't been there since 2019. He has not been the same player since that cup run. 
And you're you're unfortunately right with that as well. So that's the worst. Part. Yeah, but it happens. It does. Like to me, like the Caps do not win that cup in 2018 without Evgeny Kuznetsov, and now it's like the relationship has just soured since 2019. It's just Painful really, really weird to see. Um, also, we actually have a couple announcements before we get to uh, a couple of things. Um, I don't know if we talked about this. All- well, we did talk about Bergeron retiring on our last episode. That was like three weeks ago now. Yes. Um, but another person retired off the Boston Bruins uh, yep. kind of late in the offseason to do it. Um, David Krejci ended up retiring from Boston, so that's another... Big blow for the Boston Bruins. Uh, their depth took a massive hit with this. Bottom six a- is going to be horrendous. I'm assuming they knew it was coming. I don't feel like they did. David Krejci's all-time career stats. He had 1,032 games played, 231 goals, 555 assists for 786 points. Pretty good player. Just... He got. He came back for one last run because I think the Boston roster knew that it was his last run, especially with the Bruins. I mean, I definitely thought he had one or two more years left in the tank. I just thought you just get beat up after a while. And I guess that, like when you hit your thirties, you kind of like start thinking about that. Yeah, when you play a lot of sports, it's like if you are right around that point of like being a Hall of Fame caliber player, you will stick it out. Oh yeah. But in the case of, like, Crutchy, where you have a great career, but you probably aren't going to be, like, a Hall of Famer, it's one of those decisions where you kind of just look look in the mirror, you look at around like, all your friends and family and ask, like, can I still do this right yeah. now? Do I, not much can I, do I, do I, like, when I wake up, do I want to keep doing this? Yeah, and Crutchy played a year in the Czech Republic, like, yeah. He really left the NHL two years ago and then came back because Bergeron's last run. I mean, you can see with Boston's roster construction that they definitely want to go into different direction. But the concerning thing with Boston is even in going in this different direction, they haven't drafted well in a long time. Nope. They still have a relatively aging core. And then they just traded away Taylor Hall. And they trade away Taylor Hall. So, like... Getting Milan Lucic is definitely Why? fan service. James Van Riemsdyk is just not going to get you anything where you want to go. Like Brad Marchand is still there. Mm-hmm. David Pasternak signed that monster extension last offseason. You still have seven years of Charlie McAvoy. You still have a few years of Marchand. Some years of Zaka. You got Olmark and Swayman still. Like they're still. They have the defense to be fine for yeah. this year. They got. I don't know. The issue with the the Brewers is that they're going to be so front loaded. Oh yeah. The minute you if you got and you get injuries to guys like Kostanaki Marshan, their team falls apart. Oh yeah. Very fast. They're going to be barely able to see. They're going to be going through like Islanders type syndrome when Barzal gets hurt. And it's like by no means am I saying the Bruins are going to be a bad team. It's just they have a lot less depth than last year, and they are definitely going to have a wins fall off. It wouldn't surprise me if the Bruins had like a forty-five-ish win season. Yeah, I think it's that's still be a nice. playoff team, yeah. but like it's just not gonna be I what they were. Th- I think they're gonna have an Islanders type season where they're gonna have to bank on their defense and goaltending 
carrying uh, what I think is going to be a lot of shortcomings from the offense. Yeah. And look at the bottom part of their lineup. You're going to have Tre- Trent Frederick, Morgan Geeky, Milan Lucic, JVR, Patrick Brown, Jesper Bokovic. I those are, there was only two forwards there. That is competent. Yeah. In I mean, Bokovist and great. Uh, and Geeky. After that. None of those guys are capable of being productive yeah. offensively. Those are all great guys. I, I just, I don't know what the Bruins are trying to do. Like, last year they had that success because of their speed, and then this year it's just... They're broken. They dumped a lot of their speedy guys off, and they had two of their major pieces retire. So I don't know how they're going to reel from that. They're broken this year. They're broken from getting... Well, which happens the because the Bruins knew that last season was the last chance they had. I mean, now watch, they'll go out and win a cup this year and prove us all wrong. But it's one of those things where... But they haven't, though. Yeah. Even the year we thought they were going to prove us wrong in 2018. Or no, 2019. They got beat into the ground by the Blues. That was that was probably the best final that it was. has it was happened. Fantastic. That's probably the best Stanley Cup final since... Oh my, it's been a long time. That was a really good final. I but think they... 2012? No, because 2012. I think since 2019, it might have been their best. Uh, it might have was... been their best effort or the yeah. best cup final. That was. And, that... and it, like I said, you, this was going into the season with their last chance, and they probably humiliate themselves in the worst way imaginable. Yeah. I mean, they still have Pasternak, and they still have Marshawn for a couple of more years. So, like, you never really know, but it's just not looking all that great. So, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, maybe the Bruins prove us wrong, and but maybe they go off into obscurity. Who knows? I mean, if you're not a Bruins fan, you're probably hoping for that because Boston has, just in general in sports, Boston has had a lot of favorable luck. So, you never know. We'll see about it. Um, in other news, uh, since we last recorded, um, the Matt Dumba saga has ended with uh, the most predictable outcome known to man. Everyone was saying Dumba was linked to the Coyotes, but the Coyotes took like forever to figure out this contract. So Matt Dumba gets a one-year $3.9 million contract. With Arizona, which means he's getting traded at the trade deadline. You know what's funny? What? Uh, like I said, always shout out to Cat Friendly. Oh, I know. Their entire decor are on one year deals. All of the Coyotes' decor is on like, one year deal. Like, like, I mean, I guess there's RFAs and stuff like that. <clears throat> but Sean Dersey on the last year before he's an RFA. Uh, Yuso Vamaki is on the last year of a deal. Troy Stetcher's on a one-year deal. Josh Brown's on a one-year deal. Matt Dumba's on a one-year deal. Oh, my God. Arizona has zero defensemen after this season. How many forwards do they have up? And I doubt they even keep Dursey. They have four forwards up and all of their defensemen up. That is crazy. And they also have uh, four people on LTIR. Names like Yakov Voracek, 
Shea Weber, Brian, Brian Little, Little, and Travis Dermott. Brian, how did that happen? I don't know. Also, Oliver ekman Larson is dead cap for them, and, and they have a buyout. Of Zach Cassian and Patrick Nemeth are bought out. How? <laughs> the Coyotes what are the? not an NHL team, and they're not even the worst team in the league. Oh, they have twenty-four million dollars. In, in money that just don't play for us. They have yeah, they have twenty four million dollars in dead cap. Seven contracts of guys like uh, of people signed to their team like just so they can make money and not play for them. Seven. They are paying more um, for people to not play for them than they're paying for their goalies and defensemen combined. I know it's only a few hundred thousand. No, for uh, the OEL contract. Okay. But they're paying them until 2029. <laughs> it goes till 2029. But to give you an idea, their injury reserve slash dead cap is 24 million. They are paying around 15 million for their goalies and defensemen. 15 million. That's like a 10 million, nine, 10 million dollar difference. The Coyotes aren't a team. I, I refuse to believe it. But they'll still they'll still beat teams they have no business being. Like they beat Boston twice last year. Like, I don't know how. That's wild to me is that, you know, you got some, you got some guys who were like decently solid free agents, like who ended up there. I know like Jersey was a trade. Yeah. Like, but they also signed Matt Dumpa and Jason Zucker. I forgot that. And, um, Alex Herfoot. Was that a signing? That was a signing. That was a signing. Like. I'm surprised. The one thing that has surprised me is that they actually are getting some people to come there. And it's not like bottom of the barrel, like, okay, we have no other options. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you come to the Coyotes with the assumption that, like, hey, I could be traded at the deadline because the Coyotes are team. the Coyotes are at asking, like, um, above market value contracts that can get people to come play for them because, like, People just don't want to play in a college arena in the NHL. That holds 5,000 people. Not even 5,000 people. And they don't even sell out most, half the time. Nope. Like, I I just don't, I don't get it. I don't think we ever will get it. I, I don't know what the plan is, and, like, they're not even the worst team. So, do you want to jump to the worst team? Because, like, we don't have a ton of news, so I guess we can jump into the big thing. Like, sorry, guys, this episode's going to be, like, a little bit short. We're, like, kind of in the off-season lull. Um, And we don't want to just, like, drag things out. We're going to figure out, like, a more robust schedule. Like, what we might end up doing is um, we might take a break until the preseason starts, which is, like... I think the preseason is in, like, two weeks or something like that. Let me look Uh, up the preseason before we get into this. I think it's, like, the end of September. So the preseason begins September 24th. Okay. So it's in about about a month. Yeah, around that. So we can keep you guys posted with that. Like, we might just do, like, some shorter shows on some things, like... We could talk about other sports if you wanted to. We can just wait until there's more news because, unfortunately, we're at the point in the offseason where, like, there's just not a lot going on. Like, 
it's sucked to be away for a while. Like, Nick and I, like, just didn't want to be away. But at the same time, like, there wasn't a whole lot to cover. Like, at the end of the day, when the Carlson trade dropped, which we're going to get into, we would have had, like, a five-minute episode about it, maybe. <coughs> yeah. And that because that's like all one that or happened. Two other signings as well, but like yeah, because that's like all that happened, and we're like we don't really want to get into it. Like we have a couple of things. Like we got, we have like three trades to go over that I want to go over, but like those trades will take all of five minutes, maybe. And the Carlson one's gonna be the bigger one. I mean, I guess I did. I did have one thing I was gonna say, just because if because it does sort of relate to yeah. hockey. Uh, <clears throat> NH, uh, what's the NHL game? Oh, the NHL released 24 video game? Ath- released their cover athlete. It was uh, Kale McCarr. All hail Kale McCarr. Ah, we own you. And, well, like the NHL video games, it's the same thing in a different yeah. year. So, But that being <clears> said, I'm still going to buy it. Yeah, and then one other short announcement. Um, I was looking, because uh, we joked about the Coyotes not being a real team, Uh Despite all signs pointing to them to move, whether it was looking at places like uh, Hartford or Houston, they are still trying to keep them in Arizona as they are looking at possibly getting a stadium built in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah, I saw they were looking into uh, purchasing some land. So, Which, um, do you know how bad Mesa gets? Mesa's like one of the hottest cities in America. Yeah, I know, but the NHL's hell-bent on keeping a team in Arizona, and, like, my problem with keeping a team in Arizona isn't necessarily that, like, hockey is doesn't belong in Arizona. It's just Arizona, in general, hasn't really been supporting their sports teams for a while now. No, it's because... Cardinals it's games have been empty. Um, Diamondbacks games have been empty. The Coyotes games have been empty. I mean, they've had painfully... But the issue is that with that is, like... A lot of cases, they've had really horrible ownership in Arizona. Yeah, they have. Like, I don't know every, why they don't inquire the Suns' owner to potentially buy the The team. Suns only got good because of their new owner. They've I know. They've had horrendous owners before that. Um, the Diamondbacks are like the literally the only team in Arizona who's had somewhat competent ownership. Yeah. Even then, I think they've gone through one or like, two or three because of, like, when they're not great, they have some trouble getting attendance. And then the Cardinals, the less I say about them, uh, the better the Bidwells um, run that team into the ground. Yeah. Um, just like they do State Farm Stadium. Uh, and then you got the Coyotes who have just, they're, they're about as toxic of an organization as the Thrashers, except the Thrashers had less um, off-field issues. I agree. I agree with that. I mean... I think the best thing for the Coyotes is going to be new ownership and moving the team. Like, I just don't know if there are any owners that would be good for that organization, especially one that needs stability. Like, I just think the team just needs to start over. It's not working out, which sucks. But at some point, you need a change of scenery. Like, whether you're a player or a team, like, if it's just not working out, it's not working out. Like, you need to move it, like... It's the issue, especially with businesses, especially yeah. with sports businesses. Unless you're about as awful of a person as, like, John Fisher is to the Oakland A's fans. Yeah. Most times, businesses don't want to admit they're wrong. Oh, yeah. 
unless it's like, unless it's this uh, the argument of, hey, we're going to strong arm you for a stadium, so we can, so we barely have to pay any money. And then, oh, what's this? You don't want to give us the fun city? Well, we're just going to go ask a few other cities to leave, like, to have us come in. But, like, unless it's that sort of case, if it's because ownership is running that team into the ground, the league is not going to uh, take it away and kind of fix that. But the Coyotes have been run into the ground, like, four times now. You think about how the Thrashers were like, and they got ran in the ground so bad until they literally just didn't even have a choice. Yeah. Like, baseball went through that in the early 2000s with the Montreal Expos, with how horrible they got treated, and the Twins. The Twins almost contracted, but they got enough to sort of stay to stay around until um, their stadium was called the Hopper Hubert H. Humphrey Dome got finally scrapped and they got yeah. a target field put in play. So a stadium is a big part of having stability. Oh, yeah. But they had that as well. They, they had that and they just weren't paying. Yeah, they like couldn't a, pay their rent. So, like, what makes them think that getting a new stadium is going to fix things? Like, you need to pique fans' interest and they just no. haven't put a good team on the ice in their entire existence. No. another. And I'll, I'll end it with one last example and then we could talk yeah. about the big news. Yep. Um... For anybody who, who, like, you like, I, I encourage everybody to look into like all the financial issues that Arizona's had because not many people know how bad it really is. Like a similar story I can give to how bad their situation is is the Miami Marlins uh, for baseball. There's not really football that's like that, and basketball. There's no issues of that. They all do pretty well for themselves. Even like the small market teams in like Memphis and. Uh, Minneapolis, uh, Timberwolves. Is that Minneapolis? Uh, Minnesota. Yes. It's just Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, but they're in Minneapolis. Yeah, they're in so, Minneapolis. Yeah. But um, they've just been bleeding money. And I guess part of it was COVID, but part of it was that they just haven't had success. And I talk about the Miami Marlins in the same way because around 2012, they put together a new stadium, which is now called Lone Depot. Yeah. Which they taxed the living crap out of the city and it's now gotten so expensive like that stadium like they paid over a billion dollars for that stadium i'm not surprised because jeffrey laura is a horrible horrible human being um he absolutely strong-armed and screwed over the city of miami but they're now in such a problem because uh i think i remember saying like they got in so much issues like they had to like Take down like the big like Miami sculpture thing. That yeah, was they insane. did because of money. Like yep. they were just so they low on money. It. They were so low on money, and maintaining it was so painful. Did and they sell it off? I think, I think they might have. I think they sold it off, and I highlight all this because it's like they're so freaking volatile right now that they like rumors of relocation have spread like wildfire. And this is with them doing well this season. Yeah, this is with them finally having a successful year the first time in forever that wasn't the 2020 season like even that didn't help their fan base like in fact it made it worse because they're the one guy who brought in some stability in that organization was Derek Jeter and then the organization basically turned him away from making moves ironically that's how uh, as a Phillies fan that's how we got Nick Castellanos in Philadelphia yeah 
he he got rejected for making contracts, and it just it made him so just uninterested in being a part of a team. And I think that's the biggest problem here in Arizona is that they've had such little success. They've had such an inability to draw people in. Everybody looks, everybody, not just players, but management, media directors, all these big promotions, all, all the big promoters, all the advertisers, all of that. Look at that team as volatile, a waste of money, oh, yeah. a waste of space, and a waste of time. And even if they were to find a year of success, which was 2020, they finally got some success. They added at the deadline, and then they went yeah, into the ground just, with Taylor Hall and yeah. Carl Soderberg. Um, they, what do you do? They won a playoff series. That's more because Nashville imploded. And when they ran to the Avs, they got beaten to the ground and back. And it, it's just really frustrating because at some point, Businesses need to learn, like, it's just the number one thing we've always learned in business is when you got to know when something's working and when something's not. And I learned this from my music class. You can either go down with the ship and just lose everything or pivot and find a way to make it work. And they're not choosing either. Yeah. They're not accepting that they're wrong and they're not pivoting to try and fix it. Issues. You want Gary Bettman to admit that he's wrong? That'll no. never happen. You'll never see that in That'll any sports. Never happen. Like, like along with that, like you'll never see it in any sports league. You'll definitely never see it in the NHL. No. Nope. But you'll never see it in any sports league because they're all covered by the press so hard. Because and hockey is one of the sports that like is just not covered by the press no. that much. So, like they can do it if they wanted to, but but that requires a lot of looking. Th- you just have to looking admit in the mirror that this just isn't working and it hasn't worked for the better part of a decade. It hasn't worked no. for like 12 years. I, that's being generous. Yeah. yeah, say for the few years they made like conference finals. They made it one time and that's it. It was like what, 2012? Yeah. And then they got Lord. blasted by the Kings. Yeah. So like, I don't know what the avenue is. Well, like, it just I am still on the firm side of just move the team and get a fresh start. Like, sell the team and move it. I think that's yeah. what has needed to happen for a long time. Like, they've had solid ownership groups from, like, Salt Lake City or Houston or Halifax even or Quebec City. Like, those cities will support a team. Arizona, like, hasn't because, like, why would you? They haven't been – they've been good for one year of their existence. Other than that, yeah. why would you support that team? When they only, I wouldn't spend uh, money on it. Yeah, besides, when 2012 is the only memory and the only other one you can vaguely remember them being good was the entire world falling apart. Yeah. And they weren't even that good that year. They were borderline... Mediocre. A team. They were like borderline a playoff team. Yeah, they fell down to the 10th spot. Yeah. Or something like that. It was 12, right? They got in because of the bubble expanded. format. Yeah, yeah they expanded the bubble. And I think it was like... it was. 12 teams and they were 10, I think yeah. is what it was. Yeah. When they were actually sitting in a wild card spot, yep. like, deep into the season, like, right before the deadline. They were sitting in third division spot, in their third division spot, and then right before the season shut down, I think they were ninth in their conference or something like yeah. that. They were, bar- they were, like, barely even close to being in a playoff spot. But we've spent... A lot of time on the Coyotes. And they're not even Almost the worst. too much time. Yeah. And they're not even the worst team in the league nope. this year. <laughs> we can, all right. Speaking of the worst team in the league, they somehow get worse again. Um, 
I just don't really understand the thought process of the San Jose Sharks in this deal, but... So, it's a three-team deal. Uh, the biggest name is, of course, Eric Carlson. So, we'll start with Pittsburgh, who, in my opinion, is just outright the winner of this trade. Yes. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins receive Eric Carlson. Um, his salary is retained a little bit, so they're paying him $10 million a season. Uh, Dylan... Hemeliuk, which that name is, wow, I'm sorry Hemeliuk, for butchering that. Something like that. Um, they get a third-round pick from San Jose in 2026, and they get Ren Pimlick, Pitlick. Um, the Montreal Canadiens from the Steel acquire Jeff Petrie at 25% retained. Uh, they get Casey DeSmith, who's a serviceable backup, maybe like he'll service purpose in Montreal for them to die for a early first-round pick, and then they get Pittsburgh's 2025 Second round pick. And now San Jose. San yeah, Jose gets Mike Hoffman, who is on the decline. Mikhail Granlund, who just didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Jan Ruda, who was okay. A 2024 conditional first from Pittsburgh. Uh, the condition to that pick is top 10 protected. Now in terms of the money, Montreal... Adds eight hundred eighty-seven thousand to their cap. Yeah, Pittsburgh subtracts over three million from their cap, and San Jose, which I don't understand this from their point of view because they get rid of Carlson to have cap flexibility, they gain two and a quarter million from this trade. And they still are going to pay Eric Carlson one point five million for the next four years. Yep. Just to me, like first looking at this trade. Um, Pittsburgh wins this outright. Oh, yeah. The addition of Carlson and Pitlick, they, they win. I knew that that was going to happen because I saw articles talking about Pitlick wanted out. He wanted out of Montreal. Yeah. Which, understandable. You know, things just weren't working. I think he was just not happy there. So, I think Mon- I think it's borderline even right now for Pittsburgh and Montreal. I know Pittsburgh's going to win it right now. Yeah. But I really like what Montreal did, especially because they flipped Petrie. Oh, yeah. And got a lot of... They got some good value for trading Petrie, too. Oh, yeah. We can talk about that, too, before we jump into yeah, that. Yeah, let's... Let's... Uh, That's let's technically sort of part of this trade. Um, I have it here. Um, so, Montreal, of course, acquired Jeff Petrie from the Penguins in that deal. But then Montreal flips Jeff Petrie at 50% retained to the Detroit Red Wings, which again, oh my gosh, their decor is looking shaky. Um, And the Canadians get Gustav Lidstrom and a 2025 conditional fourth round pick uh, with the condition that Montreal will receive Detroit or Boston's 2025 fourth round pick. They'll receive whichever one is lower, which... Not bad. Weird, but okay. Not bad. But that trade's not bad. Like, I can see why Montreal did that. Detroit, yeah. uh, their decor. <laughs> yeah, so look at that. So, you, like, you think about that now. Montreal got a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, Gustav Lindstrom, who I think could be, re- like, very solid for the future for them. Yeah. Casey the Smith to, you know, not kill Sam Monsonbeau, basically. Um, and a former first-round pick in Nathan, Nathan Lagar. Who can maybe... Get some playing time there. I think he'll he'll get some much needed playing so, time. So, I think Pittsburgh and Montreal are borderline even. I'm gonna I would yep. agree with you. Pittsburgh gets the benefit right now because Pitlick and Carlson are going to help. Yeah. Basically, right now, while they still need to try and 
make something happen with um, Malkin, uh, Crosby, and Latang. Which I think yeah. if you're going to help them, this that's is how you do, do it. it. This, that's the way to do it. And Dylan Hemelia can be some future for them. Oh yeah. But then there's then there's San Jose. <laughs> then there's San Jose. San Jose somehow got what? worse in terms of cap on this deal they and worse, worse as a team. Yes. Yes, like just Oh my god. They get a year of Mike Hoffman at four and a half million. And let's let me do a quick search on Like I think he missed a decent amount of time as well. He did. I'm just looking at San Jose's end of this. They didn't want to pay a ton to Carlson, but at the same time, it's like, you might be better off. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's so painful because the best player they're getting is Mike Hoffman for a year, and he was a half a point a game player. Oh, I know. And his goals have just been on the decline since his days... Like since his last day in Florida, he has not come. He has not hit twenty goals in a season. Not surprising. He hit seventeen in twenty twenty one, which he might have gotten twenty in a full eighty two game season. He had seventeen in fifty two games, but then the two seasons he's been in Montreal, fifteen and fourteen with point totals thirty five and thirty four, twenty so, assists apiece, sixty seven games apiece too, and plus minus of. Minus 24 his first year and minus 10 his second season. Yikes. So, he does not look great. I'm just looking at this for San Jose. So, at best, you're going to get a mid-round first. Yeah. You're Possibly a late round. because they could make the playoffs with that's that addition. All you, that's all the draft picks they got. They got only a first for that. Yeah, and it's not when, even top ten protected if something were to go wrong. Yeah, right. and the Sharks, like, need picks right now. Yeah, that's the funny thing. If, let's just say this move blows up and, like, Pittsburgh was horrible this year. It's probably not going to happen. Yeah. But let's say it is. Do they that's get a pick like after that? 14th overall. They didn't get any other picks. Because you this, said it was top 10 deal. protected. So let's it's say top 10 protected. Let's say they actually did finish like garbage and end up in the lottery. Yeah. Do they get no picks after that? They get the 2025 first. Okay. But, so that's what it is. Okay, that's my bad. But only getting a singular pick in this deal for San Jose is just kind of a loss to me. And it, let's just say, like, like I said, worst case scenario happens, they don't even get any benefit for this year. Oh, I know. They get worse this year, and they get no help. Like, what? They got, to me, they just got objectively worse, and it's extending their rebuild, because I think they could have done way better in this deal than they did, but I don't think this puts them in a position to do better in a rebuild. This doesn't put them in position to do better, like, on the ice right now. Listen, we're not going to accuse players of tanking, obviously, because no player goes out there and says, yes, no. let's take a dive. It's mostly but the GMs that do that. You can't tell me in my heart of hearts, look at their roster, look me in the eyes, and tell me they're going to be not the worst team in the league. Oh, I know. They're, they are by far, I personally think they're going to be the worst team in the league, and it's not even going to be close. It's not. Like it's just not close. Because, 
the odds of the Ducks getting worse are pretty low. Unless, I don't think the Ducks can get any worse. Uh, they definitely can. They yeah, definitely can, can. But you'd need to have a couple of injuries for that to happen. I.e. the Kalorn contract. Um, yeah. But, <clears throat> no, it's hard for them to get worse, and I doubt they will. Arizona, I think, will actually be better this year. I think they'll be like 500 this season, possibly. I think they have a chance additions. to be, but it's still not I looking think good be for them 500. either. The Canadians are probably still going to be bad, but I don't think they're going to be horrible. Yeah. Um, what else? The Blue Jackets, eh, they could be up there. The Blackhawks, they'll be better. The Blues will be better. Like, the Sharks literally, like, when the next worst team in my eyes is, like, the Ducks and Blue Jackets, and I guess, oh, the Flyers are probably there as well. The Flyers Maybe. Gonna, the Flyers yeah. are going to be bad this year. Yeah. Um, but if, like, that's where the standards are, those three are, like, right, like, like up, here, which is like, I would say a solid, like, if we're doing reference people of how it looks, I my hand's like a foot above the table. Yeah. Um, San Jose is actual, the is like the actual they're floor. They're buried. Like, they're like six feet underground. They are genuinely horrible, and they're going to get worse. Like, that's the funny thing. They're going to be horrible to start the year. Then they're going to trade Thomas Hurdle and Anthony Duclair. And then they generally could go and possibly set the record for worst. Set the record for ineptitude. Yeah, they could beat, like, what the Caps did. Like, they are that bad. Yes. Like... The record for ineptitude in a season. This is the same team that's going to run out a $7 million Mark Edward Vlasic because they're stupid. Anyways, um... Yeah. It's not looking good for them, Chief. And the wild... And here's the wild thing. This will be the last thing I say for this segment. They only have $4 million in cap space this year. I know. They didn't even do well in the cap space. Like, what? You need to have cap flexibility for free agents when they inevitably come and they don't have it. Bro, they have $7 million Yep. In dead cap. And buyouts. Not as bad as the Coyotes, but, like, when you're Nothing an actual is worse than the Coyotes, NHL team, but... when you're an actual NHL team, that's uh, not great. Bro, they're paying Martin Jones for four more years. Huh! <laughs> Four years. They're paying them three million this year, and then one point six seven million for the next three. They're paying oh, Eric Carlson one point five million for the next four years. They're paying Brett Burns still for two years. Two point <laughs> seven. What are they even doing? I, I can't. If I look at this, you I'm guys angry. sure this new GM is uh, is what you want? Are you sure? I don't even know who their GM is. Oh boy, what is his Let's name? Let's do the look. Mike Greer. Mike Greer, former NHL player. Boys club, baby. Yeah. Anyways. Like, as always, boys club. Um, <laughs> but for that trade, like, just TLDR, Penguins, I think, are comfortable winners in the present. Montreal will probably be winners in the future. San Jose just didn't do as good as they should have. San Jose um, is going to be horrible. So... Uh, one more thing that's kind of somber, and then we'll end it with our oh. new, uh, with our new like updating schedule plan. Um, so the final thing is that we just wanted to send condolences to the Amirov family um, and the mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Uh, Rodion Amirov, unfortunately, 
lost his battle to brain cancer and unfortunately passed away. I believe he was 20 years old, which yeah. is very sombering considering the age we are and just considering how much life he had ahead of him. Um, he had a life and less importantly, he had an NHL career in front of him. Um, from all accounts, even through his battle, he was super positive throughout the whole thing. Um, cared about others the entire time. Um, really just condolences to the family and to the organization. Um, it's never an easy thing to lose your kid. Um, I can't even imagine what that's like, but it's horrible. Really condolences to them. Um, best wishes to his family. Um, I hope they find I hope they find peace at some point. Um, yeah. It's really just a terrible thing. Um, really can't say anything more. Um, it sucks. It really does. I was looking forward like I was looking forward to seeing him as a player on the ice. Um, unfortunately, we lost him and it's it just sucks. You never want to see anyone pass away at such a young age, let it, like let alone a 20-year-old kid. So uh, yeah, that's just it's crazy, especially because from what I looked at, like he was basically born around the same time as all of us. And he yeah, he he was a young man, had lots ahead of him. Um, unfortunately, he won't won't see it. Um, but condolences to his family. Um, the Leafs organization put out a really nice message about him. Um, it's just, it's just unfortunate. Um, he'll be he'll be in the thoughts of really everyone yeah. who knew him, whether it's his family, his friends, the fan base. Every hockey fan will will remember him. Um, condolences to his family once again. Yeah. Um, I think before we wrap it up, I think yeah. Just I don't know. It's something I always like doing with stuff like this. I like to just like let's just uh, all of us just give a quick moment of silence. Yes. Hope you're resting easy. All right. Um, always tough to segue yeah. after something like that. But um, we always do just try and keep as much positive. Yeah. Even when something goes wrong. But I don't. And sad. I don't think anything in terms of hockey news um, should follow up with that. Um, we do have to give some news about our uploading schedule. Um, we are changing our schedule a little bit. Um, better times for you guys to consume the content and gives us an opportunity to cover news a little bit easier. Um, we're going to put stuff out weekly once the season starts. Like We'll get a better schedule once the season begins because we'll have more content to put out for you guys. Um, we're planning on doing live shows Tuesday uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're probably going to run about an hour each time. Um, gives you guys a chance to get caught up before games begin, lets you know what narratives are going on in the NHL. Um, in terms of uploads, we're going to be posting on like all of our normal platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, wherever you get your podcast, as well as YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, we will, of course, let you guys know what's going on in terms of posting. So like within these next couple weeks before hockey really gets going, um, there might be weeks where we unfortunately have to miss because... We don't have enough content for you guys. Um, we will address it better going forward next season because I just don't want to give you guys like any lackadaisical content. Like I want you guys to be able to have like a semi-full show, 
So, like, anything that's, like, over 40 minutes, I'd feel comfortable putting out there. But um, thank you guys for sticking with us. Uh, we will let you guys know uh, what the next episode is going to look like in terms of time period. Um, if I had to guess, we might have a little bit of a break again, but we'll keep you guys posted. Um, we will. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We all appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good week for our Duquesne students that are listening. Uh, Good luck getting through this week. I know the first week of school is never an easy thing. Um, Being a senior, I've been through it before. This is my fourth time being through it. But you guys will get through it. Good luck to all you guys. We're going to have a good semester. There are going to be ups and downs, but we'll all get through it. Um, Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Take care. Signing off.